All right. I was wondering what was taking so long. Good morning. The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And I am streaming live on, well, on a, on a host of things. The WORD Facebook page, the WORD X page, and the WORD Rumble page, I think that is. I think it's Rumble, yeah. I, I've been watching the resident out there here lately. He, he, he stumbles across the stage and tries to talk here and there and you know, gives his veiled threats about what's going to happen if Trump tries, if Trump does this and Trump tries that. And most of it's undecipherable. And, uh, and despite all that indecipherability and the fact that the dude is, I mean, he's obviously a victim of elder abuse. Uh, his supporters cheered like the mindless lemmings that they are. Makes you think of a slogan. Biden and Harris, embarrassing candidates for mindless voters, for mindless lemmings. <sighs> See, usually what they would try to do is they try to get out there and try to get these, you know, the, the front, you know, the, the president, the vice president, these candidates, they would tr you try to balance them out. No, we, we, we don't, we didn't get that. We didn't get it. Right now, the uh, the Marxists in the White House are tearing us down with a Molotov cocktail of open borders, green energy, induced poverty, regulatory oppression, political harassment, astroturf, racial divisiveness, warrantless mass surveillance, and an expert class that does nothing but invent new things for you to fear. They have put us in concrete shoes and they're tossing us overboard to sleep with the fishes. And... Meanwhile, you've got meatheads like Joe Gar Scarborough and his foil Mika and Rob Reiner mindlessly applaud as the country sinks. The, the one thing that made everything that they are possible. Most of the country disagrees with this tack. Uh, you know, 90% of America believes that U.S. is on the wrong track. You can't get 90% of us to agree on anything. But Biden's America is so awful that the most diverse collection of disgruntled citizens have all concluded that the country must imminently change course. You got people like Rappaport, the actor. You got Stephen Miller, the ESPN guy. You got a lot of people out there going, this is crazy what we got going on right now today. Right now in the United States, this day after tomorrow, I will be at Upstate Warrior Solutions, trying to shine a light on the fact that we have military veterans that don't get all the services they need, military, you know, um, first responders, all this other stuff. They don't get what they need. And in New York, they're getting $10,800 $10, debit cards while Americans also live homeless. The true believers that would pull the lever for a Democrat, <laughs> very blind. Very blind. And the thing is, you know, if you're a Democrat and you swim up to the dock and there's a shark coming after you, I'd stick my hand down there to pull you out of the water. And when you slap it away and that shark turns you into an hors d'oeuvre, well, I will have tried to do my best. Now, the big thing 
is that we have two different halves of the uniparty. You got the Democrats who know how to coalesce, and you got the Republicans that have no idea what that means. They think coalesce is a shampoo. And they have this manufactured political division to distract you. This is all to distract you. And you got, you know, you got these this you got a bunch of guys with a lot of money who fund both parties and they maintain permanent control over the population. That's what they're looking for. Right now you got McConnell and Schumer. McConnell needs to go away. Schumer's doing what Schumer's doing what Schumer is being paid to do. McConnell is a charlatan. They're pretending to haggle over funding the war in Ukraine and protecting our borders when in fact we, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we shouldn't be looking at the Ukraine. Why, why would we want to push the Ukraine to have a war forever? Why would we want that? The difference between Democrat and Republican voters, though, now there's a difference there. Republicans, the run-of-the-mill Republican, has woken up to the idea of the deep state at least since the rise of the Tea Party movement. It's a very, been a very slow thing, very slow roll. The election of Donald Trump, this is the, uh, this is the product, the byproduct of the Republicans not doing what they say they are. When you and I get out there, and I mean, uh, did anybody have as much of a chore as I seem to have uh, Saturday voting? I went to the place where I always vote. They had the signs up there. It was a church. Had the signs up saying the, uh, the the primary has moved to here. So then we had to go to another place to vote. And uh, I did get to vote. But um, why didn't that get put out? Did that get put out and I missed it? That very well could have been. But, you know, we, we don't do this kind of thing very well. The, the voters themselves are very receptive. Want to get out there. They want to make a difference. It's the party that is the problem. Although the lady at the school that kept coming out every time I would take two steps in the line going, just so everybody knows, this is the Republican primary voting place. I could have sworn it was the Shatner toupee convention, but it didn't matter. The This is not a new thing, what the Democrats have been doing. Woodrow Wilson started it with his unaccountable experts. Franklin Roosevelt promised a government-imposed solution for everything. And we've been uh, surrendering our rights and liberties for indentured servitude to a, you know, a, a bunch of people that are concerned only with manipulating the public while lining its own pockets. And I mean, to, <laughs> to understand how evil this is, this, this is how evil this is. When you and I come into the world, we come in with nothing. When you and I go out of the world, we're going out with nothing. I will have, I definitely will have much more stuff uh, accumulated by the time it is my time to check my final ticket, but I won't be taking any of it with me. So these people that do this with this, what is at best a very temporary solution for them personally, and I'm sure everybody lives in the now and all this other stuff, but I just sit back and I'm like, you understand the big picture, right, pal? Whatever you, whether you believe in God or not, you, you understand the big picture. One way, you're either going to heaven or you're taking the big dirt nap. But one way or the other, none of this stuff you've accumulated goes with you. Which makes me wonder why everybody is always so hell-bent on accumulating it.
The Uniparty has one big issue, and that's keeping you and me apart. If you're a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, then, uh, you know, the big issue, I, I would love to have a discussion with you just to find out what it is you want. And I'll bet you some of the stuff you want, I want. So that's the thing. We've been told that there's such a division in the United States that none of us can get along with anybody. And we, we all exist on individual islands. You know, white people can't get along with black people. Hispanic people can't get along with white people and black people. Nobody can get along with anybody. Men can't get along with women. Women aren't really women. They can be men. Men can be women. I mean, it's quite the goulash of stupidity that has been foisted upon us that we sit back and we're just trying to figure out what's going on. But it... it it boils down to this. The, the deep state maintains power through division. And no matter how old an adversary you may or may not be, uh, you can find strength when you unexpectedly unite against a common foe. That's that's their biggest issue. If we ever start looking at them, they've got issues, big issues. Speaking of the unit party, let's look at all that nonsense when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Let's go to the phones. DC in Greenville wants to talk about election integrity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, do you know which requirement in the state constitution would ban or eliminate up to all mail-in ballots if that requirement in the state constitution was effectively made into law. I do not. Okay. I what I do you. know, what I do know, I, what I do know is that we are in uh, the top five in election integrity in the United States. I know that. We're well, that's four. your opinion. Let me tell you some facts. No, that's not my opinion. That's the Heritage Foundation's opinion. That's not my. Is opinion. it your opinion too? Um. Uh, what do, what would you point to that makes it not makes us not have election integrity? Okay, let me tell you what that requirement is in the state constitution, which sure. if made into effective law would eliminate up to all uses of mail-in ballots. The state constitution says, in plain words. All elections are to be by secret ballot. Uh, uh, an effective secret ballot law would say no person, including a voter at all, is supposed to can have proof of how anybody voted. Do you know why that's good? Uh, because it's supposed to be a secret ballot. That way, uh, nobody puts any pressure on anybody and tries to put the thumb on the scale. That's a good answer. Let me be a little bit more specific. If I want to buy your vote, I'm not going to 
pay you any money to buy your vote unless you can prove, unless there's proof somewhere of how you voted. If I'm your boss, I'm not going to be able to say to you, prove to me how you voted or you're going to get fired. And, or anybody else who has power over you cannot ask you to prove how you voted. Um, well, I, I have a question. I have a yes. question, though. So it's part of our Constitution. Right? Is that what you're saying? Right. It's part of our So why does it have to be codified into law? If it's not made into law, you would have to pay a lot of money to a lawyer to take it to court. It well, should be law. <laughs> it, it, Nations well, around the world. See, see, yes, yes. But here's here's the problem with this, D.C., okay? And, and remember this part of it. Every time these yahoos in the legislative bodies make a law, somebody's going to come along and prostitute it at some point in time. And I don't like for them to make laws, especially when it's already been codified in a, uh, you know, in a, in a constitution. And yes, it does. Uh, just because we put it in a law doesn't mean they would. It's, it's already illegal to uh, vote with dead people, and the Democrats do it all the time. So making things into laws, don't I mean, it's against the law to do drugs, it's against the law to kill people. People break the law all the time. So especially with the Democrats, the Democrats are going to do whatever they can do to try to win because they're just in it for the power, you know? And I don't know what the Republicans are in it for. It's certainly not the power because they don't even know how to wield it. But I never, I never like for them to make a new law. They, they, as a matter of fact, I'd like for them to adjourn and take a two-year vacation, every single one of them. Let me tell you the difference between a good law and a bad law. A good law is a law that is needed and is prosecutable. Uh, a bad law is a law that is not prosecutable because even though a, there might be a law against something, that law cannot be enforced because it is hard to prevent difficult to impossible to prevent, detect, prove, and prosecute. That is what can happen with a uh, what goes on during a uh, mail-in ballots. Right. Well, what you're talking about is the way the world should be. And you're right. It should be that way. It Why should... is it not that way? I can t answer that question, too. Okay. Why is it not that way? Why do we not have an effective secret ballot law? Well, uh, it is probably thought you would have to ask the legislature legislators about that part of it. I don't know why we don't. Our legislative body is. Uh, you, you've you've asked them. I have been on this issue for three years. I can answer almost any question you have about it. Have you asked the people that would actually do the voting on it? Yes, I've talked to many people about this issue. Legislators? Uh, them, too. Okay, so what do the legislators say? I don't care about the other people. What do the legislators say? They agree with me, but they do not see a way forward with this issue because I am the only one talking to them about it. That would not be... Uh, I, I, would, uh, I would probably think that they're lying to you about that part of it no i don't believe so and okay. i'll tell you why i'm the only one you uh, you can search the internet i am mm -hmm. the only one that has a basic message that up to all mail-in ballots 
can be eliminated with an effective state secret ballot law. Okay. And I am one of the few people in the United States with this message because of years of gaslighting uh, against, well, uh, gaslighting in favor of mail-in ballots. Well, okay. And, and censorship against the information I'm giving out. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not censoring you. Okay. All I'm saying is that if you've talked to the legislators and they're not doing it, that's where the problem lies. It it hasn't got anything to do with anybody but them. If I'm one of the very few people wanting to uh, eliminate as many mail-in ballots as possible, uh, they're not going to do anything. Well, then maybe you need to start a movement. Well... Too many people. The gaslighting and the censorship has okay. been very effective. Okay. Well, then, uh, you know, like I said, see, you and I disagree on the one thing. I don't think they should pass a law for it. It's in the Constitution. Somebody should be busting it. Somebody should come in, put some money into it, get it, get it in court, and make it happen. And once that judgment is there, then, you know, once that precedent is out there where they say, oh, well, this has been unconstitutional the whole way. But, see, that's only going to be done state by state. That's only going to be done state by that. state. And yeah, so that, that's where part uh, of the problem lies. Federal right law there. might need to be changed, too. It's not going to happen until enough people. Uh, okay, okay. Thanks for the call, DC. I appreciate it. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We should never, ever, ever, ever ask this. As government, as it sits here today, we should not be asking them to make more laws when we have it on the Constitution. We should be making them hold their feet to the fire to the Constitution because it's already written. We don't have to go through there. We don't have to go through this nonsense we're going through right now with permitless carry here in the state of South Carolina. Louisiana's getting ready to pass it. They're not doing none of no, Nobody's out there going, well, you know, I'm out here because I'm the voice of reason. Nobody's doing that. They're out there saying the Second Amendment says this is what we're going to go by. If it's in our Constitution, it, we, we should be living by that. And if we're not living by it, then somebody needs to do something about that. But we certainly don't need to be getting out there and passing a law when we've already got it in place. So, we'll get, we'll get back to the whole... Well, you know what? Coming up next, we're going to talk to uh, Michael Letts. We're going to talk about the, the poorest border at the moment, see what he's got going on with that, uh, just because he's the guy that I go to for it. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, I was saying border, but we're going to go a little further north this time. We're going to go to Louisiana. The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Joining us now from Columbia, South Carolina, is Michael Letts. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill. Always a privilege. Thank you for having me. Right. Louisiana, they're having some police issues right now. They don't have enough officers. Is that right? They have called a state of emergency. I remember, typically, that only happens like in Louisiana, Florida, for example, where a major hurricane goes through, knocks out outages, puts the entire population at risk. 
but the state declares a state of emergency because they can't control their environment and uh, they're looting, et cetera, and their people are in their safety. Is a permanent concern. This is the same situation. They have declared the same type emergency, except their base is not a hurricane, not a tornado, but the fact that they have lost so many officers due to the defund the police movement because funding has been cut back, salaries have been cut back, new classes have been cut back, and quite frankly, now that they're trying to reverse that, nobody wants to be a cop. So they're not standing in line waiting for the first class to open up so they can go through the academy to wear the badge. And the state of Louisiana, the governor understands very clearly. If you don't fill those slots and fill them very quickly, the remaining officers on the street are going to be expected. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but the general public will still expect protection and law enforcement. You know, I can't do the same job for you, Bill. If I had five miles to cover before, now I got 10 yeah. or 15. It just, it just doesn't work. So what will happen then is they will put pressure on the remaining officers. Uh, can you give me a couple hours overtime every day? No more vacations. No more off days. No more holidays. You got to have you working 24-7, seven days a week. Now, any one of us can do that for a limited time. But if you expect any human being to do that on a consistent basis and not lose their effectiveness, then you don't know human anatomy. And if you lose your effectiveness in this kind of situation, you lose your edge and you lose your ability to come home. You put yourself at risk, your family at risk, and quite frankly, you put the general populace at risk. That is a very bad situation. The governor recognizes that. That's why he issued this emergency declaration. The feds have not responded. You know, you think about it when a hurricane comes across Florida, the governor issues the uh, state of emergency for the state of Florida. You hear about the next day FEMA responds with assets, loan, loan programs open up, money starts flowing to help people get prepared or to help people leave or to help people come back. They haven't done a thing here. Now, why is it? Well, this is the same administration that said initially three years ago, I support defund the police. Behind it a hundred percent. They got pummeled by the rest of the American people. So came back and backpedaled. You know, we're going to support our guys. We're going, to, we're going to fund our police. You wait till the next budget comes through. We're going to support them. Well, they've had three budgets. There's been no increase in police. Nothing done to help assign the loss of officers on the street in those three budgets. So I wonder what he meant. Bill, I wonder what he meant. Well, <laughs> I wonder... You know, right now in Louisiana, they're they're considering uh, permitless slash constitutional carry, which we're considering. We're supposed to be the 28th state. They're reckoned to be the 29th, except they're going to move theirs through a lot faster somehow or another. <laughs> and uh, is this part of the problem? Is this one part of the reason this is going to pass through just because of all these trouble they're having with cops or not oh, enough yeah. of them? Oh, yeah, no question. But here, here's the, the broader 
story in this picture. You got Louisiana. Now, let's just be frank. Louisiana's a good old boy. We hunt gator. You know, got a shotgun in the back of the pickup hanging from the window. Yep. These boys love rifles, okay? Sure. They love law enforcement. If you can't get cops to sign up in Louisiana, God help us. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to start seeing this very rapidly now take off across the country to where states are going to realize that they are now being run, manipulated, and controlled by gangs and cartels and terrorists. And they are outmanning, out-policing, and out-enforcing the cops. And we don't have enough of them. And then you're going to see them get on their knees and beg. you got to have more cops. But you remember the mainstream media? You remember a picture's worth a thousand words. People, young people don't forget what you thought about cops and how you treat them. Why would I want to walk? Explain to me again why I want to sign up for that. And then what are we going to do? We are going to be in a mess. And we've already got a contingency plan. I know people don't like to hear it, but let me put it out there loud and clear. We're going to have to restore law and order. And if it brings bringing in federal troops to do so, so be it. We are. We have an alternate plan. I've said it before on the year. I'm pushing it hard. I have the support of the president. I'm not the resident. I said the president. Right. Um, and that is I'm encouraging every citizen in every part of the union, every part of the, uh, of the country, to own a firearm, two preferably, three even better. Make sure you know how to use them. Make sure you're trained. Make sure you have the proper permits, if that's what's required in your state. Can't remember what all 50 states do. And then volunteer with either your police reserve, your sheriff's department posse, or your state guard. You'll notice that the first time now, Florida just reconstituted its state guard and sent its state guard to Texas, along with part of its national guard, to patrol the border. So that is going to be an active role. You will be commissioned. You will have duly uh, uh, appointed law enforcement powers. And what we have to send a message to, not just to the government, but to the, the thieves, the terrorists, and the criminal element in, in this country, is we are going to take back our country, and we will be responsible for the safety of our family and our children. And don't mess with my kids. You're going to find out real quick why. Mm. I was like, Mike, Michael's, Michael's sort of a, I, li- I like a man who's built like a bull. And Michael would bull him over. Listen, dude, I am, I'm running out of time. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. Michael Letts, investusa.org. He's given over 12,000 vests to law enforcement to protect themselves. Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. God bless America. When we get back, we're going to try to get into this stuff with the uh, Marxist government and all the other nonsense we face today. The zero-sum game they're trying to place on you. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming on Facebook, X, and Rumble, all WORD pages. And uh, one thing just out there today, her 89th birthday, Pat Howard, happy birthday, 89 years young. Still listen, I, this means that she's got enough of everything going with her to where she can listen to the radio and still get angry. <laughs> which is an indication of cognitive sharpness. So happy birthday, Pat Howard. 89, I, I can only hope to get it that far. That's that's my my goal. See how far we can stick it. Let's imagine that we had a complete societal collapse and it occurs in the new, near future. Some of you are like, well, Bill, we're a long way away from that. Well, right now you got New York, New York high school students hunting down their teachers for supporting Israel. The FBI is still hunting down the grandmas that were out there on the, on the grass on January the 6th. And you have a rising violent crime wave throughout the United States, just in blue cities. But the scenario does not seem so remote. Then when you, you know, let's add some unfettered illegal immigration and, uh, you know, and the replacement of Western civilization with a suicidal devotion to some multicultural nonsense that has shattered the very unique culture that is American. We've got institutionalized racism in the form of government, academic, and corporate DEI initiatives that have replaced merit with skin color and oppression index scores has divided the population even further. Anything that is not in the narrative is extremist, far right, or, you know, it's prima facie evidence for domestic terrorism. And that's one half of the Bali politic that cannot talk no more. We can't talk no more. Anybody who opposes Marxist globalism or deep state imperialism or any of those other isms, uh, you know, we're now viewed as enemies of the state. Normally, in a functioning republic, which there's not that many out there, okay. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to William in uh, Clover. Yes, sir. Yeah, Bill, how you doing? I'm good. Um, you made some statements in the past that Russia would never put up with a NATO country on the borders with Russia, right? You, right. In reference to Ukraine. Yep. Okay, I, I'm just here to. I'm calling in to. Uh, I don't want to use the word enlighten because that sounds a little insulting, but. Lithuania, Estonia, and uh, and uh, Latvia are the Baltic states. Mm -hmm. They are NATO countries, and they are on the border with Russia. Uh, look at your geography book, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, I, so Russia just going to let themselves be encircled by uh, that. Russia had stated many times that Ukraine would never be a member of NATO. Well, we ain't talking about NATO. We talking about an invasion of a sovereign state of Ukraine that took place on February 24th, two years ago. Okay. And the, the Budapest Memorandum of Security Assurances, which we signed, President Bill Clinton signed, uh -huh. and President Boris Yeltsin signed, representing uh -huh. Russia, uh -huh. stated that if Ukraine gave up their 1,900 nuclear weapons, that we would guarantee the sovereignty and, inter and integrity, the territorial integrity of Ukraine. Now, Ukraine kept their word. They gave up all their weapons. Mm -hmm. They joined the nuclear non-proliferation treaty. 
and they kept their side of the bargain. And now it seems like you say that we don't have a dog in the, in, in the hunt over there in the war between Russia and Ukraine. Right. And see, that's a violation of an agreement that we made if we just walk off now and abandon them because they they kept their part of the deal. So all the money we're doing we, is right. you. Huh? What I'm Sorry. doing, what I'm doing. My voice and opinion, I'm no, doing I what? I mean you personally. Oh, you okay. Well, that's what you said. Let's talk about the $60 billion, okay? Y'all like to talk about the $60 billion. Well, you hang on. Federal... Before you continue to bark at me. Okay. Okay? Yes, I, first thing, I have limited time. Second thing, here's the deal, okay? Right. Militarily, we don't have the juice to get involved in a war. We've spent money in it instead, and we've, we've, we've put a lot of money out there. And right now, what's going on is going to go on and on and on and on and on and on. Right, as long as the money. Hold on just a minute. Let me talk Buy. Buy. <laughs> if you want, if you think Ukraine means that much, go volunteer, put on a plate carrier, and go fight. If you, if you think that much of it. I know plenty of people that have gone over there and trained the Ukrainians. I know plenty. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons that I didn't go is because I have knee issues. But don't sit there and bark at me about all these little things. If you want to go help, get in front. Get in front. We got $34 trillion in debt. Right now, today, and we're going to spend more money, or let's let's go project force. We've given them every weapon we possibly could. We 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 weakened ourselves, and uh, right now the the entire world looks at us as a laughing stock, and we're going to get into a semantic argument about money and this, that, and the other. Go volunteer and fight for Zelensky, by all means. As somebody who faced him, <laughs> uh, you know. I know a little bit more about that than most might. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Armchair quarterbacks. Go put on the plate carry by all means. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.